The singing of the doxology by the PCC student body begins Pensacola Christian College Chapel. At each chapel service, students have an opportunity to receive spiritual exhortation and enrichment during a time of music and meditation on God's Word. This podcast shares selected recent chapel messages from guest speakers, faculty, and staff. Welcome to the PCC Chapel Podcast. Micah chapter 1 will be our launching place this morning, looking at verses 1 and 2. I'll be up front. This message is, number one, geared towards those of you who may still be here who do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Our greatest desire is for you to come to know Christ as your Savior, and today would be a great day for that. Number two, for those of you that are saved, I want you to understand the importance of the Word of God in your life. And prayerfully, something said this morning would be beneficial and helpful in pointing you, driving you towards the Word of God. Commentaries and books on the Bible going back hundreds and hundreds of years, and the men that wrote those books say it's never been this bad. People have never been so calloused against the Word of God. There's never been such widespread unbelief. Then you go back and read a book like Micah, written several hundred years before Jesus Christ walked the earth, and Micah says, wow, it's never been this bad. There's never been so much unbelief. People have never been so callous against the Word of God. But here really is how it works. If you're not saved this morning, then you really have no idea what a disaster this world is until you get saved and you start reading the Bible. Then you look at the world and you say, well, look how terrible everything is. But it's always been that way. You just were part of it and you couldn't see it. You look at the world and you'll never see the world or yourself for what it is. But as soon as you begin to look through the eyes of Scripture, you'll see the world and you'll see yourself for what you are. It's amazing how God's Word speaks to our times and how the Bible speaks to anyone's time because the Bible is timeless truth. Textbooks change, science books change, philosophy changes, but God has never had to change His Word because His Word is correct. Something that is right is always right, and the Word of God is always right. So you come to Micah chapter 1, you begin looking at the first two verses of this book, and it introduces a lot, but we're just going to do verses 1 and 2 this morning. Notice in verse 1, the word, the word of the Lord came to Micah, the Morishite, in the days of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, which he saw concerning Samaria and Jerusalem. Notice verse 2, hear all ye people, hearken, O earth, and all that therein is, and let... Very interesting phrase, and let the Lord God be a witness, be witness against you, the Lord from his holy temple. The prophet Micah preached in the days of King Jotham and King Ahaz, whom most of you probably know little about. Micah preached in the days of King Hezekiah, I think he was a good king, who did some good things, but he was unable to truly root out idolatry nor stem its tide in the nation. But understand that. When the first king of Israel sat on his throne, and whenever you'd recall the first president in your lifetime, God's word was true when that president came to office. God's word was true when that king was sitting upon the throne. God's word will be true when all the dust is settled. You and I would be better off to spend far less time paying attention to what dying men say before they die, and spend more time paying attention to what the living God says in the pages of this book right here. Micah was sent specifically to prophesy to the people who were known, as we know, as a nation of Israel, 
But yet, you'll notice it goes beyond the nation of Israel. He says in verse 2, hearken, O earth, O earth. That's beyond the nation of Israel and all that therein is. Like many of the prophecies in the Old Testament, uh, many are specifically directed to the nation of Israel. Some are to the ten tribes of Israel. Some are to the two tribes, the southern tribes. Uh, maybe some, in, as you'll see in the Bible, are to, concerning Babylon or concerning Moab or concerning Philistia. But Micah, through the leading of the Holy Spirit, says, he says, I'm giving you a little translation. He says, hey, if you're living on the earth, I'm talking to you. If you're living on the earth, I'm talking to you. So verse 2, God's talking to you and I. He's talking to everyone. And we should pay attention to what he has to say. So Micah is a big picture book. I really want to focus in this morning. There's a lot I want to focus in on. I'm going to give you one main thought. And that's the phrase we find in verse 2. Let the Lord God be witness against you. Now I'm a little bit older than you. Just a little. But many people, when I was a young person, many people were saved in the decades when I was young, a young man. But very few are being saved today in comparison as I look at my lifespan, my lifetime. Many people were devoted followers of Jesus Christ in my younger days, filling churches when I was just a kid. But it seems very few even attending church today and few of those are actual devoted followers of Jesus Christ. And I believe there's a reason. There's a difference from my youth to now. And you may not like the reason, but it's a very simple reason. People will not let God be against them. People will not let God be against them. The Lord says, I can help you. Now listen to me. The Lord, if you read the scriptures and you listen to what God is saying to you and I through the word of God, the Lord says, I can help you, but you must let me be right and you be wrong. I'm never wrong. God says, I want to help you, but you have to come to an understanding that I'm right and you're not. I can help you, but you must assume that I'm correct and that you need correcting. See, in verse 1, it says the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord. There's nothing, now listen to me, young people, please get this this morning. There is nothing God cannot do for you if you believe that God has spoken to man. But there's also nothing that God can do for you if he's but a figment of your imagination and only says what you would say if you were God. I'm glad this morning we can come to this auditorium and we can hold the word of God in our hands, in our language. What a difference that has made in this world. I'm one of those who believes the Bible to be the word of God, perfect and errant through and through. I would encourage you to be one of those as well. So based upon that belief, anything I hear from Fox News, CNN, the news mafia, whatever you want to refer to them as, when I hear that, I don't really give it much weight. I'm always going to filter what the world says, whether it comes from Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to filter it through the Word of God. And if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, I don't pay it any mind. I don't pay it any mind. If it doesn't line up with God's word, it's really not important. There's a lot of things you see on social media, and I don't get excited about them. I don't get worried about them. You say, why? Because they're not the word of God. They're the word of someone setting forth something they sincerely believe, but I'm not staking my soul on what they say. Amen? I have the word of God. 
Micah chapter 1, verse 2. Notice again, verse 1 says, The word of the Lord that came to Micah. Then we jump to verse 2. So we have the word of the Lord that came to Micah. Then he says, Hear, all ye people, hearken, O earth, all that therein is, and let the Lord God be. You could also say, let the word of God be. Let me ask you a question this morning. Will you let God's word be God's word in your life? Will you let this life-changing truths that we find from God's word be true in your life? Will you let this power to purify and cleanse, to make righteous, will you let it do its work in your life? I'm going to read some verses to you. Don't turn to them, but they're very familiar to you, but we need to hear them again. They're verses concerning the Word of God. I'll reference these probably as we move through. Psalm 12, 6, the words of the Lord are pure words. It's the only words on earth that are pure. That ought to get your attention. Psalm 19, 7 through 11, the law of the Lord is perfect. It's the only thing you're ever going to hold in your hand on this earth that's perfect. And it's so perfect converting the soul. Verse 8, the statutes of the Lord are right. It's the only thing you're ever going to hold, grasp, read that's right all the time. And it says it rejoicing the heart. I like things that make my heart rejoice. It says uh, the commandments of the Lord is pure. I like that, pure, enlightening the eyes. Nothing the world has to offer will do that. It says that the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Verse 11, more by them is thy servant warned. Warn, God's trying to help us. God's trying to help you through his word. 1 Peter 1, 23-25 reminds us that the word of God is incorruptible and it liveth and abideth forever. It reminds us that you and I, we, the flesh is as grass and the glory of man is the flower of grass and the grass withereth and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord, which you hold in your hand this morning, endureth forever. 2 Timothy 3, 15 through 17, that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Paul just established from the get-go that a child can understand the scriptures. Well, there it is too hard. Now, just teach them to your children. Just teach them. We could spend a whole message on that. All scriptures given by inspiration of God, we know that, and it is profitable. Listen to that. The word of God that you hold in your hand this morning is profitable for you. It's profitable for me. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. It means that we need to be reproved. It means we need correcting for instruction in righteousness, that you and I, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God said in Micah chapter 1, verse 2, Hear all ye people, hearken, O earth, and all that therein is, and let the Lord God be witness against you. And that's the rub. That's the rub. God being against me. I didn't get saved until I was 16 years old. I was a sinner on on my way to hell. And at age 16, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. But in order for me to become a saved young man, a born-again child of God with eternal life, I had to allow God's word to be a witness against me. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and that was true, but I... I had to receive that as being true of me. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, and that's true, but I had to receive that as being true of me. The Bible says the soul that sinneth, it shall die. That's true, but I had to receive it as being true of me. The Bible says I was under condemnation that the wrath of God abode upon me. And none of those things were pleasant as God witnessed against me. But as soon as I allowed the Word of God to be the Word of God in my life, 
As I begin to understand that, and if that's true, then where is my Savior? How can I be forgiven? And once I understood it was a no-brainer for me to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I had no problem bending a knee and confessing that I was a sinner and asking Jesus Christ to save me. So then I was saved. But once you're saved, you're not just saved. You're just not automatically made perfect. God begins to work on you. Philippians 1 tells me he's begun a good work in you and I. And so the people I was with and my family and my friends and the school I went to, uh, now that I was saved, they expected me to act accordingly. And how do I act accordingly? Well, according to the Word of God. I had to obey the Word of God as it witnessed against me. Some of the verses I read to you uh, out of the Psalms, it says, hey, what do I have to do as a Christian is to be as the Word of God says, perfected, purified, instructed, made righteous. Well, that means when I was reading the Bible and when I was under the preaching of the Word of God, I couldn't think, well, I don't like that. Oh, I don't think that applies to me. Well, that's just not the way I see it. Because listen, you, you can't benefit from the Word of God as an imperfect saved man, and you can't benefit from the Word of God as an imperfect saved woman if you don't agree with God that you're imperfect. This book will witness against you unless you are as righteous as Jesus Christ himself, and you're not. So you can do one or two things this morning in regard to the Word of God. Now listen to me, you're in college uh, four, five, six years, no shame in that. I was a five-year guy, no problem. But you're at Pensacola Christian College, and don't moan and groan, but you get to go to Bible study, two services on Sunday, four chapels a week, Wednesday night service, Bible classes. This is the only time in your life that you're going to be under this much preaching and teaching of the Word of God. And we should never sit here and go, and Lord help me. It should be, thank God. Because you're going to leave college, and you're going to get married, and life's going to get busy, and you're going to have kids, and you're going to have dogs and cats, and all that, bills to pay. And you're never going to have the opportunity to sit under this much Bible teaching and preaching. And you should come into every opportunity and say, Lord, show me something. Speak to me. Correct me. Help me. Grow me. Shape me. Lord, help me to become more like you. Help me to become the man I need to be for the right lady you have for me. Lord, help me to be the right lady for the man you have for me. Lord, work on me. Lord, witness against me through your word point out the errors in my life, the faults, the sins that I need to correct. You have two choices. You can reject the book in favor of yourself, or you can receive the book as one who understands, listen, that God's trying to help you. He's trying to help you. Preachers come in here. They don't come here going, I'm going to come in here and kill these guys. They come in with a message God has put on their heart to help you. Every message is meant to help you. The Holy Spirit works. He points out and says, hey, that's you. Hey, that area applies to you. I pastored 25 years, been in ministry over 30 years. I've seen saved people ruin their homes, ruin their relationships, ruin their testimony simply because they were fighting against the Bible. It's the Word of God, but it won't help you if you won't let it witness against you. Seven chapters in the book of Micah concern the nation of Israel, a nation that's about to go into captivity from which they have, yet, have not yet been restored, but they will be, but not yet. Ten tribes carried away and scattered among the Gentile nations. What's sad is it didn't have to happen. Micah began to preach. Isaiah was his counterpart. They began to preach the word of God, but they, the nation defended themselves. They justified themselves instead of justifying 
and obeying the word of God. And they, they brought destruction upon themselves. I've spent my life watching people destroy themselves, their homes, their relationships, and their testimony. Listen, when all along God wants to give them life more abundantly. And the Lord wants to give you life more abundantly. But you stiffen your neck and how dare you? Don't judge me. Who are you to correct me? Who do you think you are? It's God speaking to you. And God loves you and he wants to help you. But if you won't let him, you're dead in the water. And what come will come, and it'll be on you. Because you were too busy justifying yourself instead of letting God and God's word be witness against you. Hebrews chapter 4. Let's step back a minute. Those people I just mentioned who destroy themselves, they just won't let God be right and admit they're wrong. I pray this morning that you'll admit that God's right and you're wrong and let him work. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2 says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. So we have two groups, us and them. And the difference is not that we heard the gospel and they didn't hear the gospel, that we heard the truth about Jesus Christ and they didn't hear the truth about Jesus Christ. The Bible says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Did you see that? It's not that the Bible is powerless to change a life. It's that the Bible is rendered powerless by those who will not believe it. So God says in Micah and God says in the book of Hebrews and God says throughout his word, here's my word. Here's my word. Will you let me be a witness against you? Here's my word. Will you let me correct you? Hey, here's my word. Will you let me help you. Hey, here's my word. Will you let me instruct you? It's amazing you hear people say things like, well, if God's so powerful, why doesn't he just make those people stop doing what they're doing? Listen to me. God doesn't make anybody stop doing what they're doing. You make God stop doing what he's doing because you won't let him be a witness against you. First Thessalonians 2 verse 13 You know what? Think about this when it comes to the Word of God. There's not a person in your city from wherever you're from, whatever country you're from, city you're from, who couldn't get saved. They just don't want to get saved. There's not a saved person who couldn't be a victorious Christian. They just don't want to. The limitation, understand this morning, the limitation is not with God. And the limitation is not with the Word of God. The limitation is with our lack of faith. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. And that's the position I'm coming at you this morning. Now watch what he says. Which effectively, effectually worketh also in you that believe. It is the word of God, but it cannot affect you until you believe it. And the moment you believe it, it will have a life-changing effect upon you. So what is your issue in life this morning? What is your problem in life this morning? What is the sin in your life? What is the failure in your life? What is the fear you have in your life? Listen to me, whatever it is, there is scripture available to make you more than a conqueror 
through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But it can't work until you believe it. It can't work if you're arguing against it. It can't work if you're taking a contrary position to the Word of God. God didn't send Micah, God didn't send Isaiah, God didn't send these Old Testament prophets to preach in the days of those, say, these three kings that are mentioned because he wanted to destroy everyone. That's not why God sent Micah. And that's not why he sent Isaiah. He didn't send them because he wanted to destroy them. Listen, he could have just left them alone and left them to their own destruction. He sent them a preacher to tell them how to be rescued and how to be delivered from what they were doing to to themselves. That's why God sent Micah and Isaiah. But the people hearing the message from Micah, to them, in their view, it was a negative message. But it was a positive message from God's view. It was a positive message from Micah's view. Understand that in the days of Micah, just as in the days of today, there was a whole bunch of people running around prophesizing a bunch of nonsense, tickling the ears and lying to the people. And then Micah comes along with the true message of God, whoa, this guy's negative. This guy's hurtful. This guy's judgmental. This guy's judging us. He's condemning us. No, he was bringing them the word of God. And he said, let God be witness against you. But they wouldn't. Consider this if you're here this morning at Pensacola Christian College and you're not saved, you're not antagonistic toward God, or you wouldn't be here. You just haven't yet decided to trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. So let's just take a quick example. Here's a man, he's not saved. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. You're separated from God because of your sin. You're under condemnation. The wrath of God abides upon you. If you die in this condition, you're going to die and go to hell. But, but, the Son of God... Jesus Christ hung on a cross and shed his blood to pay for all your sins. He rose from the dead. He's offering you everlasting life. Would you trust Jesus Christ as your savior? Now, who hears that and says, how dare you condemn me? How dare you be so judgmental of me? There's something wrong with your hearing. How could you only hear in that message that God is against you when he just told you how he could save your soul from hell? Well, in the book of Micah, he started to preach. God's word was a, was a witness against them, but they wouldn't hear him out. They wouldn't let God say, this is why you're in the mess you're in, and let me help you get out of it. All they heard was, I can't believe you're condemning me like that. And then there's saved people. People that are saved and with failures in their life and saved people with sin in their life. And they say the same thing. How dare you judge me? How dare you tell me I'm wrong? How, how dare you tell me there's a better way to do it? How dare you tell me I'm disobedient? Listen to me this morning. God is a witness against you. Listen, God is a witness against you so he can get you to see that this isn't the place to be. And God's saying, listen, this isn't the place to be. I, need you to, I, want, I want you to come over here. Will, will you let me help you get over here? If we view God's attempts to correct us as threats or condemnation or unfair, then the God who could help us can't help us, not because he lacks the power, but because he lacks our consent. I'm 54 years old. Every time I come out of the preaching of the word of God, I'm, I'm looking for God to do something. 
I'm looking for God to point something out. I, I expect something to apply to me and go, you know, you're right, Lord. I, I, you're right. I was wrong. I was wrong thinking there. I need to correct that thinking. You know, Lord, man, I, I've kind of been heading down the wrong way mentally. Thank the Lord for the word of God that was preached this morning. I just changed gears. But you have to give consent so he can help you. Revelation chapter 20, when heaven and earth has passed away and there's nothing left but soul standing before God. Notice in verse 11, I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Isn't it interesting when everything is said and done? When everyone is withered as the grass, when the earth itself is gone, when heaven itself is gone, when everything God created is gone but your soul, you know what the issue is going to be according to this? The book. A book. You're going to stand before God and he's going to open 66 books that he wrote. Now, don't you think there's a God? Don't you believe there's a God? I hope you do. Don't you think there's a God? And if you have a soul, do you believe you have a soul? And that soul is going to spend eternity somewhere? Don't you think if God said there's going to be three things left, God, your soul, and the book, that this book right here ought to play a more prominent role in your life than what it does right now? This book's got more to say. It's pure. It's perfect. It's right. It's correct. TikTok is not. Instagram is not. Fox News is not. This book is. This book ought to play a far more prominent role in our life than what it does. God didn't say heaven and earth shall pass away, but your favorite websites will not pass away. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but your opinions will not pass away. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but science will not pass away. And listen, it's all, it's all going to be gone. It's going to be gone. And it's going to be God and your soul and the book that he wrote. I'm glad this morning that we have the word of God. It wouldn't matter if we studied Romans or Micah or Corinthians or Revelation. If you don't believe it, it doesn't matter what we study. If you don't believe it, it can't do anything for you. But if you will believe it, if you'll believe what God wrote, he'll save your soul. If you're here this morning, you're not saved. If you'll believe what God has said, he wants to save you. I pray this morning you'd get a hold of somebody right after the service and say, I need to get saved. I want to be saved. I understand the witness of God against me. Listen, if you'll believe that, he'll change your life. Listen, if you're saved this morning, if you'll believe the word of God, he'll fix everything that's wrong with you. He has the power to do it, and he wants to do it. You've been listening to a message from Pensacola Christian College Chapel. You're welcome to pass this sermon along to others. Please don't charge for it or alter it without written permission from Pensacola Christian College. For additional information about PCC, visit us online at pcci.edu. Pensacola Christian College, empowering Christian leaders to influence the world for Christ.